Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. I am Sir David the Huntsman. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to Follow Up Friday, friends. Mm -hmm. We have a lot to get through. Yes, we do. An Uh, awful lot. We received an overwhelming amount of ravens this week. We did. We did. Sir Matt has organized it uh, for us, and I think we are... Ready to answer those, um, answer the call here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the call to banners here. Yeah. So last week, I will say we had a trivia question. And that trivia question was, what is the name of Tyrion's first wife? And the answer is Tasha. Mm-hmm. And the first person to hit us up was Ty Strader. Is that Strader? Yeah. Sent us, yeah. He, sent a, yeah. He, sent, he sent us a Gmail, so congratulations to him. He, Thanks, Ty. Yeah, he hit us up first. Some other people hit us up as well, but he he hit us up like almost immediately. I feel like or it was like next day or something. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah, so uh, he hit us up there. So I want to give him the big shout out first, and then uh, guys, just real quick around the circle here. What's going on? Everything going okay? Any show news we should uh, inform people of, Sir Ezra? Well, um, well, I mean, we've got some some things. Uh, always good stuff. We're always building. We're I feel like we're we're always growing you know mm-hmm. what's what's crazy about this episode i guess is that like each week we get more listeners more ravens from around the world yeah so now we have people from you know like norway influencing yeah. the show which is huge i crazy. love this it's awesome so i mean i guess that's the big you know show news there um we've also got some updates for our for our patrons coming soon um things that we'll update you guys on there with the shirts and what have you uh yeah so i mean i don't know Otherwise, man, it has been, it's nice today outside yeah. for once. Yeah, for yeah, once. No, we're so finally we're getting decent weather here in the uh, yeah. Ohio. Yeah, yeah spring, is, spring is coming. So. Spring is coming. Yeah. Well, but winter might come back. It may <laughs> come back <laughs> tomorrow. That's how <laughs> right. Ohio works. So, all right, well, let's go ahead and dive into some of these ravens. So, uh, MattyV555 hit, hit us up on Instagram uh, again. He hit us up last week. And he was asking about, we kind of had a little conversation, but I'll just leave it to the question so they don't believe Sir Ezra's uh, heard the question yet, because mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of run most of the social media stuff. So when you guys do talk to someone on the social media, more often than not, it's me. Yeah, when you talk to me, it's going to be on the uh, Patreon page for the most yep. part. Yeah. Yep. So just so you understand that, I mean, I'm always sending you guys for your sigils over to Matt. Yep. Um, and if he ever gets overwhelmed with that, then I'll make a couple. And if you think it's crap, then just... Say, Sir Ezra, it's crap. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I try to work with people uh, to get them to get them good. I'm not really a graphic designist, but I will say I'm learning more every oh, week. Heck oh, heck yeah! I've, yeah, they've been, like though. things I learned this week. Um, designing one for uh, Lady Beverly. Nice. Um, I was like, wow, I didn't know I could do that. New technique picked up. So, awesome. so yeah. And later, uh, if you guys want your sigil, say potentially redone or, or something like that, once I become you know a, a better expert at uh, mm-hmm. this whole yeah. graphic design thing. Yeah, I'll gladly work with you guys on that. But anyway, so Matty V555 sent us a question, and the question is, are there any descendants of Arthur Dane left? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of his first question because um, we had kind of mentioned it a little bit talking about Don, and actually Sir Ezra and I have been doing a lot of research yes. on Arthur Dane. We may have a maybe a YouTube video we may post. Yes. Uh, could be a just full theory episode, but there's a lot of things we're working on with it involving Sir Arthur Dane. But Arthur Dane, I don't believe, had any children. There is Edric Dane, 
mm-hmm. who is his nephew, who is alive and I think is really the only known surviving member. I think he's the last of his house. Mm-hmm. In A Clash yeah. with Kings, he is Beric Dondarrion's personal squire. And that's right. Yeah. yeah. He's Beric Dondarrion's right. personal squire. And he meets with Arya mm-hmm. when Arya's with the Brotherhood Without Banners. And he kind of tells her about a Sharadane and possibly that's where John, you know. Yeah, because isn't Beric Dondarrion betrothed to, is it Illyria? Illyria Dane. Yeah, the yeah. other one. Yeah, there's, yeah. Yes. So. Yeah, so there was there's four. There was there's four. So you had Arthur Dane, his unknown brother, who was Edric Dane's father, Illyria Dane, and Ashara Dane. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. So Edric though is right now traveling though with the yeah, so Brotherhood, Brotherhood Without Banners. Where's he been left off at? I mean, where, I'm trying to think of in the book where he's He's at. not he's not really in the show. He's not really he's not in the show. Um but he's he's basically he's with uh so in the Feast of Crows it looks like he's actually still just with Lady Stoneheart. Mhm. Right? Okay. So, um oh, at at Beric's final death, air quote there. <laughs> Beric Dondarrion is not dead. Yeah. So he may actually clear. he may actually be in the show like or somebody or people may like he, there may be a character when with the brotherhood without banners mm-hmm. but I don't like he's never like specifically referenced it could be you know did, someone Yeah and did you already say this that that Arya made the connection with him because they call him Ned Yeah 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 okay, yeah, cool. yeah yeah Okay yeah he, yeah That's really how that how that came and, to be And then dur- her. and then during a game of thrones although it's told to us in a storm of swords or a clash of kings excuse me mm-hmm. but he um so during he's actually present at the tourney, the hand of the king's tourney, right? And he wanted to go up and talk to him, but he doesn't. Yeah. But you don't find out about that until the second book. But it happened during that, so kind of confusing. Like when I, when we were reading the wiki, and it's like during the events of a Game of Thrones, this was happening, yeah. but it's not in the book a Game of Thrones. So right, yeah. And you were talking to me about this. There was the uh, this is where you get into all the Ashara Dane theories. Ned, theories. Um, you know, Stark theory. So, the sharing of milk mothers and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. So, which I think we are going to do a theory on, right? Yes. So, so we can table that unless there's other questions on it. But uh, no, uh, I think that's the only uh, Arthur Dane question we have. We got a lot to get through today. Um, but I think I, that was it. I think that was the only Arthur Dane kind of a thing. We later. Uh, I'm gonna, let me just look at our our conversation. Well, because I was going to say that I ba- I know for a fact we could do a whole podcast on Sir Arthur Dane oh, and yeah, and the Danes and their connection to the Targaryens. Yeah, not like an episode, but an entire podcast. An entire <laughs> podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, huge, and you can also tell in Gur's writing that that their family is uh, super important to mm-hmm. the plot. And that he really likes uh, Sir Arthur Dane. You know, like you kind of see that he favors John because John is our, you know, sort of our lead protagonist, right? right. And then Daenerys uh, on the other in Essos. So, anyways, yeah. it's, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Matt, I'm assuming his name is just Matt. Um, but he says uh, that would be a great Gur side story. Uh, not like he has a lot of time, but a boy can dream. And then he has some other, uh, then he has another completely unrelated question, which we'll get to okay. here. Will the Stark line die? I know Ricky is alive, or Rickon, uh, he's calls him Ricky, I like that, is alive in the books, but tough to see, uh, tough if the show kills him, 
you know, is he the last remaining Stark in the books? So is Sansa Arya's is Sansa slash Arya's kid a Stark? Maybe John can even name his son Stark. Can't imagine Gurr basically built the the series around the Starks to just murder all their, you know, to have this line die out. Wow. Yeah, good question. Because if Jon Snow is a Targaryen, if he's a Targaryen, if he's Aegon Targaryen, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then you yeah. would have you the only because the only person the the like, technically Bran, mm-hmm. but Bran's paralyzed, so maybe he can't have kids. Right. And then Rickon dies possibly, in the show, but Rickon, but so here's go the ahead thing. And say it. I don't think Rickon may not die in the books. Absolutely. Because. Sir Ezra and I have been doing a lot of research this week, and I right now I'm blasting through because I was just gonna do. I was like, I'm just gonna read the chapters mm-hmm. and then kind of go along. And no, now I'm blasting through the mm-hmm. books because I'm like, I just I need to I need I want to refresh myself. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and there's so many characters like Mance Raider dies in the show, but not in the books. Right. Like mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And then of course the one character as go ahead and say it as his catch Sir Ezra's catchphrase. Oh, yeah, back to Lady Stoneheart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. true, that's different. Um, so so Rick and May Rick and May live, but I will say, and then I'll, I'll pass it to you guys to get your guys' thoughts yeah. here real quick, but it kind of seems to me like all of the great lines are dying mm-hmm. because you have, like, House Tarly, I mean, potentially, you know, like, so we have in the show... Um, the Tyrells gone. The mm-hmm. Baratheons, I guess, gone because Gen- Gendry's a bastard. Um, you have the Tullys. I mean, maybe the Aarons. You know, what I mean, like Martells. They're pretty much all gone. So mm-hmm. maybe that's where we're headed. Is all these great houses are going to be gone? Yeah, it could be a, a wipe the slate type of thing. Yeah, clean and see who emerges. I mean, again, this is a time of war, right? The Battle of the Five Kings and and such and stuff. Great joys. How are they going to? I mean, if Euron dies, you know, if Theon kills Euron. Then Theon can't have kids. Well, and, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Missing a few pieces for that. Yeah, the, the thing with that, they do hold a king's moot, which they can, right, they can yeah. declare someone else. But, but I think these would be the well, last Greyjoy. What's that? He would, he, might, he would probably be the last Greyjoy. Yeah, you, you'd have to go yeah. with maybe another, yeah, another family, so, another great family or something there, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, okay, back to this, will the Stark line die? Um, when you think about in the book, Rob choosing to leave Jane Westerling mm-hmm. behind, even though she's these potions and these things are, you know, taking place. I don't know. If they ever actually say in the books that she loses her child, though. It's yeah. just that that's they're working on that. Yeah. Their mother's working on that. But the seed is strong, friends. Mm-hmm. OK. All right. Mm-hmm. So that could also cause some issues with the child, the you know, birthing of the child, all that, all, all that kind of stuff. So there's a possibility there, still a chance. And with Gurr, anything's possible. Magic is, mm-hmm. is in play, right, to save that child, perhaps. And especially if Lady Stoneheart figures out about it, hears about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that would be something. So Rickon, like I, I, I'm with you on this 100% that it could be completely different. Because right now... They are trying this this grand you know northern, northern conspiracy. conspiracy is trying to put Rick on secretly like keep protecting him. I mean you know I think what they went with in the show is the idea that they uh, the Boltons were able to make it enough um, 
to to inc- to incite some fear and to mm-hmm. get Rickon to be brought forward because they definitely do not have him. Yeah, you know that right. is not what happened. And keep so. in mind, in the books, and I know this sounds crazy, but the more the more I blast through these books, yep. the more I'm like, they're wow, different. Totally, like totally different. Mm-hmm. R plus L might not equal J. Oh, I know. That's another, I mean, I'm 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 not, I'm not uh, saying I'm not saying yeah. it doesn't, but. I, Oh, it might not, actually. <laughs> it really might not. I, he is the master at going one way. And like you said it the other day, is that you, you said to me, you were like, does it seem like R plus J? Um, R plus L equals J is too obvious. Is too obvious, yeah. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, so anyways, that takes us back to, you know, not Lady Stoneheart this time, but to Ashara Dane and that whole theory that you and I are going to, uh, the, the theories are out there, but we want to comment on them. And we have a couple. We have a couple, though. We have a couple yeah. theories that are not out there. Right. That we were. Really, we were going to save we're, those. We're table that. I'm not going to. I mean, they could be, but I've I've not seen them. I've not I, come yeah. across them. So, but but when it comes to this uh, idea of Sir Arthur Dane, and we just kind of want to, you know, we'll, we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Later on. But anyways, okay. So back to the Stark line. I I, I think there's still a chance for all of it. You Sansa's situation, again, very different. In the book, because she is with Littlefinger, she is not raped. The person who is raped is oh my gosh, uh, Poole. Jane Poole. Jane Poole, mm-hmm. yeah. Jane Poole is the one who is basically taken. She's she's basically sold off as Arya Stark, right? And that's why Mance, who's glimmered, right. is sent down with the um, with the what are they called the the wives? God the. Spearwives, right? Yeah, yeah, and they're they're on the secret mission to go, you know, get her back, right? Um, so, anyways, the, the, there's that whole piece, but so yeah, she could still marry someone and have children. Well, and the, and keep Sansa in mind, could. John could just right. go by John. I'm going to be go as John Stark. He, he could. He, he's he'd be the king, do whatever he wants. And right. you know, I mean, the blood. So a bloodline. You got to remember, like. The way I think, like a bloodline, it's easy, even today. Even we still think about this. It's like, well, it's it's ma- the male kind of dominates yeah, well, it, the bloodline, it, it's, but it's, it's but it's still the same. It's still the same thing. It's, it's still fifty fifty blood or name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because you know most of the time, obviously, even now, you know, with you know with the female side, you don't always get to keep your name, depending on how progressive you are right, in yeah. society, uh-huh. and with the male, you would keep the name. So it's the difference yeah. between blood and name. The blood will continue on. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. 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 You get a point. So yeah, we could see Arya same situation. Right. You know, if Arya yeah. lives, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Brant. You know, Brant. Brant can still have kids, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, you maybe. Never. You know, and and I've been thinking about that too. Is oh. that it seems like if you look at a lot of people's characters, a lot of people kind of who uh, people who want something specifically, like either get it and then realize what they wished for was terrible. Mm-hmm. Or what they don't want, they kind of get, mm-hmm. and and so I don't know. You know, Bran, Bran will always wanted to be a Kingsguard, and so wanting to be in the Kingsguard, he would know he would never have kids, mm-hmm. and like he would never be a lord, all this kind of stuff. And right. so maybe he will, maybe he will actually mm-hmm. become a lord. Maybe he can still have kids. I don't know. Like, right. yeah. Yeah. um, because I was thinking there was a because like a, when you look at when you look, read, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I, I just I just plowed through a Game of Thrones again, and um, I'm at I, I just you know just got past all the uh, Sansa Joffrey stuff, where all she wants yes is to be Joffrey's yeah yeah to be Joffrey's you know queen Joffrey yeah. Joffrey's mm-hmm. prince you know to be you know, and then mm-hmm. it's like wow be careful what you wish for yeah 
Yep. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's a good question, uh, Matty V. I'm not uh, – I would say that the line continues, but there's a chance the name could could, uh, yeah. could, could die. I kind of think all of them are. So. Okay. All right, here. So um, moving on. Do we have a – I want to see if we have another short one. No, these are all – the rest of these are all pretty <laughs> all No, now, now you're getting into the, lengthy. So into now we're the get, bulk of – So now we're going to – so Lord Adam Parker sent us a lot of stuff oh, yeah. here. Um, yeah. Was reading more about the religions of Game of Thrones in Westeros, and we have the old gods, which seem to be similar to the old Celtic, maybe Native American, where the gods speak through the wind, the stream, the nature, and things of the forest, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Faith of the Seven could be described similar to Norse religion slash mythology. Some parallels can be drawn to Greek Roman gods as well. Then we have the monotheistic religions, the drowned god, which makes sense for any sea-dwelling people, lore, which is the only god we actually see feedback from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the red priests successful in their magic and resurrection. They are concerned about the great other who brings the cold. Then there are, then there is the mother Roin, which we don't know much about. We mm-hmm. kind of talked about in our history of Westeros mm-hmm. section. Um, I would classify myself as a religious um, kind of Jewish person, and I find myself very in tune to nature. There's something about being in the wilderness, listening to the sounds of nature. Some could say when you listen to nature is hearing the divine, which is most similar to the old gods. I like to think of the old gods being routed in nature isn't what we'd see what we think as a god. Uh, as I mentioned above, but it's like the river, the rocks, the winds. Uh, he says like the Star Wars force. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Gurr mentions how the old gods can see through the weirwood trees, hence why they don't work in the south. This connection is similar to the old Celtic religions where everything was tied into the tree of life. Yeah. Really interesting because we were getting into this sort of a battle of the gods yeah. discussion. Even after our last uh, podcast, I was talking to, to Sir Matt about this and uh, not really sure which of these gods we can, you know, trust. And and Lord Adam, you know, Parker is right. Um, and that Relore is the god that we get sort of the most feedback from. Um, mm-hmm. and have a lot of interaction with. Right. Yeah. But he's this god that has come. I don't know. Has he come? He's he's come from Essos, really. It's um, it, right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that, that's really where he's right. he's he's come he's come from. So, but. Um, I was listening to I so I just today I got to the I just got to the kind of the first chapter in the prologue of A Clash of Kings, mm-hmm. and it's when Melisandre shows up. Yeah, and they kind of say she is from Ashai, mm-hmm. which is kind of like almost like out past mm-hmm. Essos. Yeah, yeah, right. And then but later on you get a lot of the um, right. You know, Relors kind of the red priests are yeah, yeah, they're, of, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. But, so it may have even started more in like a shy and moved sure, over. Sure, it could have. Yes, um, and it just continues to move west. You know, just at, just as the seven did. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No. Here's a question for you: are, are the seven ever going to be anything, or are I they? Don't know. Like, like the way he's, the way they, he's they, they sort of seem like cheap cheap token gods, right. on, almost. You know I mean, because you have you have like deep lore in the north. With you know yeah. the old gods, right. and then you just have these seven. It's like, sure, okay, but we, yeah, we had the seven. Like, yeah, but, <laughs> so, but yeah. Okay, here's something interesting. So Adam, uh, Lord Adam Parker here breaks down a lot of the gods we see in Essos. Okay, and Jeez. so you have the seven, which start out in Essos, but then you have a lot of these other gods. Like we were talking about, like the Roin gods, mm-hmm. which kind of you know they worship like the river and like the great turtle. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the old gods, mm-hmm. because yeah. like uh, so here we have. I'm just gonna some. 
some of the, like the black goat, a deity worshipped in Kohor, the great shepherd of Lazin. Um, and then the horse god right, that the, the Dothraki right. that the Dothraki worship. How is you know that's that's very similar to say what the old gods are. Right. You know, there's really only one god though that we need to pay close attention to, and I think that's the many-faced god. Yeah. Yeah. Of Bravos. <laughs> so the true face of all the gods, mm-hmm. right? Death. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, yeah, this is good. He, I, I can see now what you what you put in here. He's got the. The Merlin King, he's got uh, R'hllor, everybody in here. The Silent God. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Good Lord. The Weeping Lady. Mm-hmm. The Summer Isles Goddess of Sex <laughs> with uh, <laughs> just, just, 16, uh, you mm-hmm. know. Tits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Golly. Um, so anyways, what do we think about, though, these gods? Because I think I got into the conversation, you know, is it is it the Great Other? Mm-hmm. Like like versus, R'hllor, yeah. Is that what this is boiling down to? Um, you know, a song of ice and fire, because yeah. that's what I'm trying to to figure out. Like the magic seems to be. So maybe the gods, in their own way, are also kind of playing a Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Yes, you have two. You have greater gods, right? right. You you have the ones that seem to kind of. Um, that we see a lot more of. Okay, yeah. All but right. there I'm, are lesser. I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw out. So this is somewhat like historical, mm-hmm. Yeah. but, the, Do it, man. but what, what I, this is where I saw it. Okay. So I am not ashamed to admit that I really like like Roman history mm-hmm. and like Greek history. And so have I seen all three seasons of Hercules legendary adventures and all, <laughs> I believe six seasons of Xena warrior princess. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I have. Hey, look, okay. I, I've seen him too. Yeah. There's okay. no there's no shame. I've in got that. a soft spot in my heart for Lucy Lawless. Okay. I don't care if she's wow. Xena. I don't care if she's in Parks and Rec. If she's in <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Don't yeah. care. I'm down. Right. Um, anyhow, so in that you kind of see like the in this hat, you know, like so the Greek gods kind of get overtaken and kind of morphed into the Roman gods. Mm-hmm. But in Xena and Hercules, the way they do it is it's kind of like almost like a battle, right? Like it is like they call it like the twilight mm-hmm. of like those gods, like Zeus and Ares mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then in comes kind of like the newer ones right? and stuff and stuff like that. And that so maybe that is kind of what we see here where you kind of see these monotheist monotheistic religions. I mean that like, so if you go back to like the Romans worshiped like everything. And so a lot of the early persecution of Christians came from really this kind of lack of understanding of Christianity Correct. in that, well, there was really the reason they were initially persecuted against was because Emperor Nero yeah. like burned down half of Rome and needed somebody to blame it oh, on, and goodness. so he blamed it on the Christians yeah. because they were an easy target. And then, like you know, a couple hundred years later, that's when like the actual persecution of just Christians and True. started. And you know, like nobody's ever had it worse than like the Jewish people. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want you want to talk about like <laughs> persecutions <laughs> against, mm-hmm. um, but so. It was it was really the Romans really kind of feared Christianity early on because it was so different where they were like, oh, well, we're fine with worshiping everything. And then now you're saying, no, you can only worship this one God. Right. And so I don't know, maybe, you know, Gerd draws from other things. So maybe that's something he's oh, yeah, where I he's kind of going. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see him 
definitely drawing from. Well, well, we know that. Yeah, we know that he does. So, uh, you know, he, um, Lord Adam makes a good point in, in, in all of this. The old, you know, Norris gods and and connecting to the Greek and Roman gods as well. So, yeah, my my thing is just, um, are they tiered right? Because yeah. the the gods were tiered under like the the Greek and Roman yeah. gods, right? They were. You had sort of like your upper tier gods and your well, lower yeah, I tier. would say like you know Zeus, obviously, and then you have well, then even before that, there was like the Titans, right? And mm-hmm. like right. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about like Greek mythology to to like be able to tell you yeah, exactly how it, how it goes. But a lot of yeah, a lot of gods. But there's a lot of gods. But then I would say like what is it like um like Achilles or whatever, or, you know, like I can't imagine he's as high as well, your demigods. Yeah. Yeah. Lesser, yeah. lesser gods. Yeah. I yeah. got you. I got you. But you got like Poseidon big deal. Yeah. Right. And you got, well, he's Zeus's brother. Right. And what was the God Hades. of the, yeah. Hades. Yeah. Right. Hades so you got your world. You got yeah. your three there. The, yeah. Well, so Ares, like God, of, Ares, like God and, of war and right. yeah. Stuff like that. But then, okay. So even look at that, right? Like, um, you know, like some of these aspects of other religions, kind of come over so maybe that's i don't know like maybe so think about this so if you have like the dothraki who say worship the horse god which we just said is kind of like the old gods mm-hmm. so when like the first men come over maybe the first men kind of had that and that's where their religion also came from is they worshiped this kind of you know like this kind of a thing that's mm-hmm. maybe like some of the aspects of the religion of their religion just kind of get transferred over to where they're well, I may, all right, maybe I need yeah. to look into this a little bit more, but like, okay, so the old gods, so the first men come over, and they worship the old gods. Yeah, but who worshipped? Was that the gods that they well, worshipped? The, chil- yeah, the, the ch- children. That's yeah. what I'm getting. So did they just because they warred with the children yeah. until they have the the treaty? Yeah, right at the Isle of Faces. Then are they? Did they accept their gods? You know, like I mean, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's very vague because we, we, we we've yeah. read it. We've read it. The we you know we hit it in the beginning of our of our main episodes, but it's those those early chapters like the Dawn Age and stuff. They're really vague. Yeah, I'm just yeah. wondering if anybody's listening who who has maybe looked. You know, like like at, like Lord Adam's done a great job here, and this is some really good stuff to tie it to, like what we have, you know, now uh, or you know our own histories, but. I'm just kind of confused by that, yeah. you know. And, and well, see, the go- okay, there's a yeah. theory video though about the children being the enemy, yeah, the yeah. ultimate enemy here, mm-hmm. right? And creating, right, the um, the great other or the the others, yeah, yep. So if they create the others, then who is the great other god? Mm-hmm. And the two are the children really worshiping. Yeah, mm. is my thing. Did they create something that then just decided that it was all powerful and was going to be its own god? Yeah, I don't believe so. I believe there was a. I was. I saw another video uh, on YouTube. Someone did. I cannot remember who it is, so I'm sorry. Uh, but they were saying, "Is are there actually like do the gods actually matter or do anything in in the series, or is it just magic? Mm-hmm. And they like we harness magic and we kind of think." Mm-hmm. That sure. is that is what it is. Well, like you know, if you if you look back at kind of some of our religions, it's kind of like science, right? Like as we progressed in science, like things like that would have been perceived as mm-hmm. yes. religious back in the day. Like, and yeah. now we have scientific explanation to explain it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Anyways, I, I don't know. It always is kind of you know mystified me that piece with the the old gods. Yeah. You know. So I don't know. Okay. So, um, yeah. So th- thank you, obviously, a lot, Lord Adam Parker, for that. That's 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Uh, and also, uh, Lord Adam, if you could give us an update on you know how the uh, White Harbor is doing. I know he's the warden there, so we want to make sure that he can update us on what's happening in that region. That'd be great. All right. <laughs> oh, here, uh, here, actually, uh, just real quick here. Um, we. We, we, we converse so much on the, on the Facebook that I always have to like go back in and like see like, okay, what have we actually, what have we hit up? What have we not hit up? He has another thing here about Daenerys' huge House of the Undying and Lightbringer. Say what? Yeah, it's huge. Uh, we're gonna, we might have to save it though. It might have to be its own, its own thing. I'm just, we, he, 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 does, he hits us up with so much here. But um, real quick here. So he actually says, is the Song of Ice and Fire actually a retold version of Ragnarok, which is like the Norse, uh, mythology thing which i don't know enough about here but maybe some of our listeners do so he actually breaks down like i think it's a video he found or something and it, it kind of compares certain characters that kind of late relate up to some of these certain uh like norse mythology gods so i just want to kind of blast it this real quick odin as uh, the mad king Ares targaryen thor as robert baratheon um just some of these other ones that i heimdall as uh, samuel tarley um, Loki as Blood Raven, uh, Fenrir mm. as Bran Stark. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of unfamiliar with a lot of these other people. So yeah. that's cool. That's pretty cool. And then there's now H O D R. I don't know who that is, but he says Hodor. So I was like, okay, <laughs> 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 yeah, that's awesome. Now he also sent us a Raven, but are we saving that for a theory video? Um, uh, the Raven. I, no, no, no. The Raven I have, but he has this other huge long post about like. So he's like, Lord Adam Parker, guys, I cannot. Thank this guy now. He sends us like pages of things. It's, okay. I just didn't know if we wanted to go over this Raven or not. No, we're going over the Raven. There's something else on the Facebook page. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, gotcha. okay, here. Oh, no. You, you read the Raven because I don't have it pulled up. The Raven? Oh, okay. Gotcha. So it's not in there? All right, no, I got no, it right no. Here. This is on Facebook. Um, okay. okay. It starts off. This is to make sure I'm not on the right one. Uh, gentlemen, prepare to have your minds blown. Is that oh, the one? This, no, this is endgame theory. Oh, this is endgame theory. Okay. So this is a theory then. Well, we might want to save, we'll this, save one too. this one too. Okay, that's what I was asking. No, the other one we want to save too. There's okay, another okay, one. Okay, <laughs> okay. See, guys, see, this is what we love. This is like, what we love. We like we're getting so many comments and stuff now that we're, it's like I have to be like, Edge, if you read this yet, and he's like, ah, I don't know. I know. Well, it's, it's to the point where like I have to have Matt read these to me live on the show, and I just sort of get off the cuff, you know. Yeah. So he has. He has. We have. We have two of his. We have to save. So that's the thing is people are sending us like three or four now. Yeah. That'll be theory Thursday then, right? Yep. yep. Okay. We'll get that next, uh, next Thursday then for sure. Okay. So now we have, um, we mentioned him before. It is Aziz, Aziz of, uh, how how did we decide to pronounce it? Oh, um, Riyadh. Riyadh? I believe, I believe it was, yeah. Yeah, he sent us a... He's going to have to help us out. He hit us, up, he hit us up last week. At first, we thought he was history of Westeros guy. It turns out he's not. He, he informed us of that. But. Uh, you know what? He's 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 actually oh, he's more awesome yeah. than that guy. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. Um. So, he says, you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. We always... Oh, I love... Anytime somebody says we're awesome, we're, we're always like... Well, can are I you say kidding? Something? You guys are Can awesome. I say something? Yeah, this is what you guys need to remember. It takes awesome to know awesome. That's true. All right, there we go. Yeah. Um, all right. What if Ned was spared and allowed to take the black? What do you think would have happened? So I just read. So I just read that part yesterday as I was blasting through the mm-hmm. the, the first book. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, what would have happened? It means he would have been at the wall. It means that he probably would have become Lord Commander over John. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he probably would have done some rangings once he was mm-hmm. healed up and stuff like yeah. that. He might have just been a ranger to start with. Uh, He's yeah. not going to go up there and well, 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 well but but the 
but think about that. So you're sending Ned Stark, the head of House Stark, to the wall. Do you really think that the North is honestly going to really let that be? I think they would because they respect. I don't. I don't know. I, I. I mean, if if it comes out that you know somehow this was dishonorable or he, you know, he didn't actually do anything to deserve this or something. I mean, but I kind of think the simplest thing, honestly, probably was to kill him. Yeah. In the long run. Well, I don't know though because because where it, where it happens. Is so I, I forgot like kind of the sequence of, of events. Mm-hmm. So is when uh, when Ned Stark gets taken gets taken prisoner. Mm-hmm. Renly Baratheon is already fleed. Like Ren, Renly's right. already right. building his army, and right. Stannis he actually is, told Ned though he wanted him to come with, with him, him, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially, right. yeah. And like literally the second Robert like gets injured is like when everything. When all when all the sh- hits the fan, and he like, stays. You know the crazy thing is he Ned's, stays. Ned, he Ned stays. Littlefinger says, "Hey, like we'll we'll figure this out." Right. Even Cersei's like, "Hey, like we'll let we'll, I'll let you like leave honorably," mm-hmm, and he's yeah. like, "Support Joffrey." And Ned says, "No." Like Stannis is over on Dragonstone, like building, amassing an army, and so Rob Stark starts to march once he's like thrown in once he's thrown in jail once yep. he's, once he's thrown right. in jail so it actually would have been way better of an idea because that's why like you it seems like in the show you don't see it as much but in the books the way it's even described is like i think cersei freaks out she does yeah because she's like it says like she rushes over to like joffrey being like oh my god like, what are you doing what, do you, what did you just do right because because he did call the banners but they weren't ready to march to war no. and True. so once the head is taken of uh, like that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean it's, yeah, it's it's, it's definitely it's definitely a, a launching point for it. But I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about like long term. Maybe not like in the interim. You send him to the wall. He's there for a while. But if if you know his family in the north were to truly think that this was a conspiracy to put him there, oh, yeah, eventually I think it's going to happen either yeah, way. You're right. Well, and especially if yeah. you have Stannis or Renly, depending on who. Who would come forward at that point if they were launching war? I mean, who 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 can rally the North better than Ned Stark? Well, the, but the que- there's a lot of questions though because so the question is if he's sent to the Wall, mm-hmm. is Sansa still there? Mm-hmm. Is Arya still there? Because that's the bigger piece. Mm-hmm. Is like I think every hostages right. Yeah. If Sansa, so if if Ned sent to the Wall, let's say Sansa and Arya get a go back to mm-hmm. well then the north just stands down because they have they have you know because Tyrion's gone at this point because Tyrion had his trial by combat right so Tyrion's gone right so yeah. then like the Lannisters will just be like well we're not going to waste our army when Stannis and Renly mm-hmm. are approaching us so really the north will just kind of hang out if they had Sansa if yes. they had Sansa if they had Sansa and Arya and right. then what would potentially what would happen with Ned on the wall? Well, it would probably make John's life a lot harder because then <laughs> his like dad is there. Yeah. Well, and then he's all, and then if he's maybe. if he if Ned Stark say gets promoted to Lord Commander, then it's going to be like oh, well, he's daddy's boy. He gets well, yeah. But I also treatment. think there'd be there's huge sympathy though from because most of those people on the on the uh, wall are from the north. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it takes. Well, a and Jorah Mormont, Jorah Mormont says, like, God, I hope he comes. We need mm-hmm. men like yes. Lord Eddard on the wall. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I do believe, though, to your point, um, Sir David, that if we were to have sent him there um, to the wall, uh, that he, that eventually we're just prolonging the, I uh, know, because they would have kept Sansa. Absolutely. They oh, would have kept yeah, her. Yeah. 
and they, that would have been their guarantee to say, you know, swear, you know, fealty, right, right, to Joffrey, and and the, the the thing was there is that they were plotting to kill Sansa, so that's why he was going to come forward and say, no, right. Joffrey is the one true king. Once right. he says that, he goes back up, and it's just conspiring to get Sansa back. And you're right, though, if Renly and Stannis declare war and Sansa is in harm's way, they might join up to right. get her back. But then there's, they're risking their own daughter's life still. True. So, right. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of but, lot of but keep, yeah. But keep in mind that I believe before Ned Stark is beheaded. No, is it before he's beheaded or after he's beheaded that they capture Jamie Lannister? Um, the, they have... They, I believe, have... It was right at the, almost at the same time. At the same time, yeah. It was right after, be, be, just barely, because yes, it's after. Because if they would have still had him, Cersei see, has lost her her chip. Tyrion yeah. had just been freed, but then Jaime, you know, it's because they behead Ned, uh, they go to war. The young wolf marches, and then he actually remember he the suicide mission. He sent two thousand men to their deaths I know. so he could capture the Kingslayer. Yeah. yeah, and he does because he, he, yeah he's he sends like two thousand guys to go fight Tyrion and right. his uh, yeah. <laughs> hill clan yeah the vanguard yep. there that was I uh, mean those guys had to know like we're gonna we're gonna die like this is but some of those guys are like I want my own shot at Tywin Lannister and they're just yeah. they're like it's fine like yeah yeah I wonder I don't know how that all went down but uh, yeah yeah so great question there uh, Aziz appreciate yeah. it um, um, he has a lot of questions here so. What if Daenerys um, meets her nephew Aegon? How would it go? Will they join forces? So that obviously is in the book. In I think book, that's. Yeah. I think he's referring to is 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 if Aegon is young Griff or young mm-hmm. whatever. Yep, young Griff is Aegon, um, Targaryen, and not uh, Blackfire. Blackfire. Then yeah, I think even regardless, he is willing to throw his support behind her. So even if she, even if he is a Blackfire, you know she, you know whatever. She's gonna. She, he is a Targaryen to her yeah. at that point, so it doesn't right. matter. She's she's gonna take him under her wing, and either way, yeah, yeah. What I think is gonna happen in this is where I think it's gonna be totally different in the book and the show, mm-hmm. in because the, they're not even gonna. I don't think they've ever said the word Blackfire in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in the book, I think that instead of Cersei potentially marrying Euron, it's gonna be her trying to marry young Aegon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's like oh well now like now what's your claim because now mm-hmm. like we're still getting the Targaryens back mm-hmm. so I think that I actually that'd think that'd be crazy that I think that's be. what's going to happen in the book that would be wild that's for sure I think it would be one of those things where he, here's what Gurg does you know when he um, when, when Doran Martell sends his son to court um, Daenerys he just dies he just gets destroyed by a dragon. It's such an epic quest. You actually follow it. It's a point of view chapter for a while. You follow it. He goes through, you know, some cell swords and, and things and gets close to her. And uh, it's like a covert mission. It looks like it's going to be this big thing and then nothing. And I think that may be what happens to Aegon. He's landed. They've landed, um, you know, and Cunnington is taking them. They're taking back... Um, the, the roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they talk. No, they yeah, take yeah. back his his seat there. Yeah. And uh, but I think they may get uh, you know squashed. Yeah. I think it may just be yeah. Dunzo, and they may just take his forces yeah. from him. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I think is going to happen. It. So, 
Yeah, another uh, great question. Does the show's Jorah Morma replace the book's John Connington? Since Jorah was cured from Grayscale, does this mean that John Connington is going to be cured as well? Wow. You got to answer that as because I'm... Great question. So, well, first of all, John Connington is like super good friends with Rhaegar, um, just so you guys know. And like would have been probably Rhaegar's like... um, I think he actually does serve his hand to the king at one point. Maybe. uh, To the Mad King or something like that. But I'm not sure. And anyways... Honestly, he was also potentially a lover to Rhaegar uh, Targaryen. There's a lot of references that he may have had a rom- romantic interest okay. in in Rhaegar. But um, yes, so he does have grayscale. And actually, at one point, you know, Tyrion um, is 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 rescued, is on their ship or whatever, and um, you know that's sort of how he runs into young Griff and, and things like that. So, um. But yeah, did he replace John Cunnington? Yes, he he, he actually probably did. Yeah. And and I really think I don't believe though that it means John Cunnington will be cured. I actually don't think that it, that that he will be. I think he's going to die. So, yeah. and he only has a certain amount of time. He's trying to. He believes since he loved Rhaegar the way that he did, he's trying to take his son Aegon. And put him back where he belongs. And he's just trying to bide as much time as he can. Right. It may be that he... But it's one of those plot lines that I think is just going it, to... It, it emerged... It came to be late in the series. Not late, but just... It wasn't in the first book. And what I'm realizing is things that are mentioned in game in a, in a Game of Thrones... You and I said this the other day. When they mention these houses in a Game of Thrones, they're the big ones. They're the ones that, that uh, George R.R. R. Martin has been thinking about since, ni- since early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so he has a plan for Mance Raider. He does. He's mentioned in the Ma- first yeah, chapter of the book. Well, he's mentioned in the pre- he's mentioned in like the first three chapters. Yes. of the book. And, and so you so you think so when I hear John Cunnington comes comes to be, it's great that he builds this world and stuff, and he adds a bunch of different things that happen to. But that is a thread that has to just be snipped yeah. out. It just can't play a large role. And yeah. so I, it's my personal opinion. I mean, you can obviously. We love to hear your guys' thoughts on, on all these questions. So even though we're giving a little commentary on them, I'd love to hear what people think of, you know, in regards to each of these questions. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Here's another question. In the books, do you think that one of Daenerys' dragons is going to, de- to die or become the Night King's own dragon? Wow. This is something else I think that is totally totally different yeah i think that there is either an ice dragon i think there's four or i think that there's a dragon in the wall itself Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. something that is not in think about this something that is not in the show at all Mm -hmm. is the horns right yep and the cover of the next book is the horn of winter yeah it's a big deal the winds yeah right Made the by the horn. I mean, like, <laughs> even like even the chapters where the guys play the horns and like die, get like incinerated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Totally big. Huge, huge deal. So I think that there's some people that say, like, can you you can the horns can tame dragons, whatever. So I think there's a very big. And those horns are very magical. Just so we're clear, like, mm-hmm. I believe they got them from. I think Euron came back from Valyria. Yeah, with that. With that horn, I think mm-hmm. I had to check on that. But anyways. that's that's the that's the thing is yeah the horns yeah. can yeah. So it is yeah I'm with you on that. I actually think that there is a uh, there is an ancient dragon, that oh, is yeah. that that is an ice dragon, and it will take it'll be three on one because I think you'll have yeah. the three dragon riders, 
perhaps you'll have uh, the three heads of the dragon and and, and I think the Night King knows I don't, what they've imprisoned in the Yeah, wall. because a, a big part of the whole Azor High mm-hmm. prophecy in the books is the three heads of the dragon. Yeah. It, I don't think they've ever even said it in the show. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's more, they've more focused on Lightbringer, that mm-hmm. aspect of it. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, I honestly believe, I would love to know, and if somebody knows this and you're, you're listening, let us know, how often, every time I hear the HBO creators talk about what they're doing at once they got to post the books, right? They keep referencing a conversation that they had with, with Gur, Gur in a hotel room in 2011. Yeah. Uh, in a hotel room. What all did he share with them then? Well, and what, and what else, what all has he changed? Cause he's still writing. It is. He is legitimately still writing the book. He, they're not right. finished. I know the last two books. The more, are not the, like the more I plow through the, through the books and stuff, I'm just like, there's, they're, they're going to be very different. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they are. They, they absolutely are. And I cannot wait. Fire and Blood's coming out soon. I'm so pumped. I'm yeah. so pumped. <laughs> okay. Um, what else? What, what, uh, what's next? Uh, let here? me see here. Um, in the books, will Daenerys stop heading east and start heading? W- when will Daenerys start, stop heading east and start heading west? I think very s- soon. I think that follows the show, actually. I think yeah. the show did it right. I'm, I'm almost positive that that's going to happen quickly and she's going to take back off you know west what do you think no i'm with you there yeah that, that seems sense, to make the most sense because she's um well, where we leave her in a dance of dragons she's out in the wilderness she's, she's struggling with some what's like dysentery i mean yeah. she's struggling and um she's eating like some raw meats that you know um are being provided by her dragon and it's just it's rough Right. And that's when she, at the very end, I think she sees a rider, you know, or so, someone's coming, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where, that's where she'll be re- reunited with, um, the Kalasar and things yeah. like that. So, right. Um, okay. So that's it. Uh, he says, thanks for discussing my questions in the previous episode. P.S. Awesome. I'm not Aziz from history of Westeros. No, you're better Aziz. Yeah. So, okay. Here. So, uh, <laughs> this is a shout out. We are going to hopefully pronounce this correctly. Um, she liked our page on Facebook and we just, we just started messaging people on, if you like us on Facebook, like we're going to start messaging and saying, Hey, welcome you to the community. So mm-hmm. as you want to take this, yeah, one. I think it's just, uh, Regine, uh, Aslan, I think is I how you say that's it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, if not, yeah. um, let, let us we're know. We're just a couple American boys from the Midwest. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I, mean, I think she speaks <laughs> multiple languages. So she had to translate this for us. Yeah, actually. Ooh. So she translated some of her, her dissertation, um, for us. So it took her a little bit to get this to me, but, um, really excited about this. So we started messaging. She liked the page, um, back and forth. We always sort of send like a, we try to send a welcome message. Just yeah. Like, we hey, try thanks. to. Also, you if know. you like the Facebook page, you better believe that I'm going to like Facebook creep to see who you are. <gasps> oh yeah. I, I mean, oh. just cause that, cause I'm like, Oh, I want to see who liked, who liked her thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. Yeah. We absolutely, <laughs> and that's, it's, we, we will typically send you a, a message and we'll try to say, Hey, what's going on? You know, do you, since you like the page, we, we assume you've heard the podcast yeah. or come across it. Do you have any thoughts to share? Cause yeah. we got this beautiful thing called follow up Friday where yeah. we talk oh, to you yeah. about what people are saying. Um, so she shared a few things. She says, uh, hello guys. I am sending you some stuff. I found out and have read a lot about during an assignment or dissertation I wrote before Christmas last year. So excited that you mentioned this um, in your last episode. As I said, this will be the main topic of my master's thesis that I will start writing this fall. I already have a lot of stuff to show you, but I will go deeper and do more research after this summer. So I'm thinking my inputs can be an ongoing project for the podcast. Maybe. Absolutely. We are down. Um, 
that would be that would be cool. Um, she's considering writing her master's thesis in English because she's also uh, studying to become a teacher in both English uh, and history. Uh, so writing in English will be uh, beneficial for her. See, like I told you, this is like fantastic. I mean, like I, I, I took three years of Spanish, and I mean, I, I can't. Uh, yeah, I was right there with you. Three right. years of Spanish. Do you remember that? No, yeah, guys, I did. I did. I did. I did, I did uh, two years of Spanish and two years of Latin. So, ooh, Latin. Yeah. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Yeah, you know, I remember, I remember like three of the words. <laughs> the dead language. Oh um, goodness! Whoa! Whoa! Is it? Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I'm just kidding. But no, um, seriously, master's thesis here. Yes, this is great. Yeah, I mean, my God, we're getting some smart people. I know it's just fantastic. Some, yeah, yes. I, smart, I very, I, smart people. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. So, so she's excellent. Um, so a couple of th- uh, things that she's going to share here with us. Um, so there's a lot of ex- um, elements in Gers universe that we uh, can relate to social and political situations in England in the middle of the 15th century. The wars, uh, the wars of the Roses, which started in uh, 1450 and ended in 1485. Gurr himself has confessed that he is inspired by this time period in England in an interview on YouTube. Now, do we know anything about the War of the Roses? The War of the Roses. Uh, as a history major, yes. uh, I have to confess, unfortunately, my area of study in history is specifically like American history. Yeah, so and that's I, fine. I apologize. No, it's okay. You're letting me down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but no, I think this is something, too, where, um, you know, when she sends us these pieces, we're going to have, we're going to turn this yeah. into Matt loves history and so is, mm-hmm. is willing to I think to look into some of these things for us because yeah I want to um, say I think I think that period of time 1450 1485 so you're like way past crusades mm-hmm. that's renaissance oh. renaissance is what like 1600s I think you're talking 15, to a complete I don't 15, know I don't yeah. know guys I don't know so anyway um, there's this magical thing called Google that we're yeah. probably all typing into yeah right you guys now. go for it but anyways um, <laughs> house Lancaster Wow. Wow. <laughs> 1455 to 1485. Oh, the Tudor. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, so um so he has he's inspired by that time period in England. So I'm guessing if that must have been a time of turmoil, right? Where there's mm-hmm. a lot of oh, yeah. changing of uh hands of power, right? Is that so cuz that's basically what his series yeah. is about. I mean, it's ultimately it's a song of ice and fire, right? This that's the sort of the mythology piece to it, but underneath that is a Game of Thrones, yeah, which is this political, you know, up up and down movement. So I'm guessing yeah. that that might have been. Yeah, this is. I think. I think this. Uh, the War of Roses, like specifically, it's just like an, just to England, right? Yeah. yeah, but she's saying that that's where he. That's where has, he's, he's admitted that he's confet- he's been inspired by that time period, um, you right. know, and that might have been you know elements of that war are what really kind of inspired and drove some of his work, you know. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll continue reading here. You guys can look up some of that for us when we get back to that. Um, she says, so Westeros is, um, uh, Westeros is homage to the Wars of the Roses, and we find a lot of parallels between the uh, characters in the historical period and the historical people who played a significant part in the wars. Um, we have the capital, London in England, which can be compared to King's Landing and Westeros. The main conflict of, in the War of Roses is about the power, the English throne, between the noble houses of Lancaster and York. Sound mm-hmm. familiar? Um, the War of the Roses are characterized by a lot of political instability, frequent battles and rebellions, and rebellions between dynasties. Uh, in other words, chaos. Also sounds familiar. True. Uh, this is also the main plot in Game of Thrones, and we can see where 
Gurr has gathered his inspiration. Of course, it's not completely the same, but it's kind of an alternative story to the War of Roses. Chaos, betrayal, power, switching sides, rebellions, and we see characters we recognize from our own history. So that's pretty cool. I think uh, the three of us can do a little bit more research on that and kind of kind of look into that. So because I, th- I we saw, gosh, um, we were watching a theory video the other day. Sir Matt and I were. And Gur's attention to the name of the character, you know, like the name, like um, I think he was talking about Doran Martell, and what does that name actually mean, and who who does it reference in history? So he does a lot of that kind of stuff where he starts, he has to know the name of the character, and that sort of drives. He's got this motivation behind why he picked the name, and that tells a lot about the character himself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the War of Roses. I just looked it up. It's it's where I kind of thought it was. So it it's kind of in in the Hundred Years' War, which is like England, France. Like that's where Joan of Arc is. Okay. So that that kind of time period. That's what's going on. Okay. And stuff like that. Gotcha. So that's like pre. So 1492 is when uh, Columbus sailed. Dear, <laughs> everyone just stopped listening. <laughs> so it's just right before that. Yeah. So it's kind of like almost the end of like the medieval like times. Gotcha. Um, okay, so uh, we'll continue on with some of her thoughts here. So, for example, Cersei Lannister and uh, Margaret of, and how do you say that? And Yon, yeah. Um, Margaret was the powerful queen in England during the, the during the War of Roses. She was married to King Henry uh, the Sixth, who was not a good king, um, and kind of mentally disturbed, maybe a mad king. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, she kind of ruled in his stead, and when he was not, or basically when he wasn't capable of ruling himself, um, she was a strong woman who would do anything for power and to get her son Prince Edward to take over the throne. Hello, Cersei, right? Yeah. And again, uh, the, the Joffrey connection is what mm-hmm. she's making yeah. there, right? Um, she went uh, actively into weaken the House of York, and the people feared her and her allies, um, the House of Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Okay? So she goes on to finish here. Okay, so I, I could probably write five pages. Please do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, uh, you have to translate it. Yeah, she got to. But she said she wants to work on writing English. Okay, yeah, so that's right. cool. So I mean, I w- I w- yeah, maybe would be, yeah. we will read it. We will discuss it. Yeah. This is brand new, kind of to me. The the only thing I had really, I looked at the maps and the layouts, and I knew that you know that he was kind of inspired by like Westeros. So you know, we've said this before, resembles England, yeah, uh, and things like that. And you've got Essos, this Europe, you know, European yeah. connection thing. So I am, I am sure, and I can tell from his. A couple interviews where he talks about the name. Remember this, Matt, where he was talking about how a name he has to figure out the character's name first, right? And in doing that, he has researched that name. Just you know, um, like Regine is telling us that she's he's connecting this name to uh, maybe somebody in, in history. You know, he's mm-hmm. being inspired by that. Well, if you look or, at if you look at like uh, when the first thing I kind of think about when you think about like the Dothraki. Is kind of like to me they seem almost kind of like the Mongolians where they're like yeah. expert like the whole thing is they talk about how like on horseback like they're expert right. archers and all right. this kind of stuff like that was kind of the Mongolians yeah. kind of a thing you think about like the similar like you know kind of a a thing so 
Yeah. So anyway, so she said you could go on and on. Uh, please do. She said she'd gr- gladly translate more of the essay uh, into English and send it to us. And I can't wait to hear you guys hear what you have to say about it. Remember, winter is coming. Well, I wish we had more to say about it, but we're just aren't that versed in the history. I'm not personally, yeah. and and we will research it though. I promise you yeah. that because this no, is yeah. really opened my eyes a little bit. Because um, I've never been able to narrow it down to like, like she's narrowing it down to like a specific series yeah. of conflicts, you know, and these particular people. So maybe he was fascinated by that particular that exchange period. of power. Yeah. That what happened there. You know? Yeah. That particular time period. Yeah. I know. And I, I'm a history guy and I, I, so I always love learning anything, yeah. you know, about history. I do always find it fascinating though. I think in Europe, it's a little bit different where here in America, I don't know. It just seems like nobody's really like, Oh, I want to know like Nate, like American, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, like people aren't like people in America aren't like, Oh, I want to learn like, history about these countries that are right next to us. Like, I don't know anything about Canada's history no. other, other than, yeah. other than what involvement it has with the United States right, or yeah. like Mexico's history, other than what involvement it has with the United States. Maybe it's right. just because you, I don't know. It's when you think about the United States compared to Europe, um, like in terms of size, like you can drive to different countries in Europe, like right. in a day, whereas right. to us, it's kind of like the idea of driving to different states. Yeah. And so maybe there is like, oh, well, it's because it's not that far away. Yeah. I will make a quick plug here for my history teachers uh, that I work with. We have our world history class. Yeah. And, and I know this because I read all the daggone tests that come down yeah. to, to, to my study center. Um, you got our world history class. And then even um, they do a whole piece on, um, gosh, Latin America. Yeah. And how it, each how each country kind of gained independence and things like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. But you're right. We don't. We're we're very you know heavy on our own history. Yeah, I can tell. You, I can tell you all. Yeah, all about American history. But right. outside of that, you know, like Roman history. I, I was were that's when I go outside of the United States. That's kind of my go to thing. I just, mm-hmm. I find that really fascinating. And then you know, some people call it a myth. I call it a fact. And that's like English history of King Arthur. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, it's yes. fact. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. yeah. Myth? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's and a, then, you know, and then like, you know, I grew, I grew up, you know, we we grew up in like Christian households. So I, you know, hist- like sure, uh, Middle Eastern history and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. but yeah, like that is one thing I always like the Crusades and well, all that, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm just mo- not as versed in. Yeah. But those movies that come out about Norse mythology and they come mm-hmm. out about, so I've always been attracted to like the history of China oh, and all yeah. of those movies that come oh, out. I yeah. love it because I didn't know all of that, all the different dynasties and things and how they warred against one another. Yep. That was never taught to me in school. So when that comes out in a movie form, I'm like, what is this? Let me go research a little bit more and, fi- and figure it out. So, so yeah, we're always open to, to learn more about yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the world around yeah, us. I love it, yeah. I can tell you a lot about European history post, you know, like, Enlightenment. Uh, so, like, yeah. when, it, when, when, when World War One and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that comes out. But so, so we'll do some, we'll, so we'll do some digging there. We'll have to there. do some history lessons here. Yeah. And one thing I've kind of mentioned is I've started doing research on um, the actual, like, the weaponry mm-hmm. and stuff like that because there is, like, totally different weapon types and... And stuff like that. And so I am actually trying to verse myself in the history and the kind of medieval, like what would it be like to live in the medieval life, which is why we did that cooking episode the other day where we're oh trying, to, yes. <laughs> trying to yes. embrace ourselves in, in the whole thing here. So, so yeah. Um, anyway, absolutely. Thank you for the, for the yeah, that was great. Yeah. I think actually I might've missed a Raven here. I'm going to put this in uh, William Terrence. Go ahead, yeah. I will. Well, I don't know if should I read it here or not. There's a 
Um, involve, does it involve this episode, like this last week's episode, or the coming up one? It may. I'm gonna read it. And I can't remember exactly which which chapter it's from. Um, so well, next week's Tyrion. So tell me if I've read this or, or I can't remember. So uh, it's it's titled John's Worst Nightmare. Okay, okay. So this also kind of runs the email, so and sometimes I, I might yeah. miss a thing or two here. So um, uh, William Terrence sends us uh, My Lords. Yes. Okay. There's an interesting passage. I think it's in a Game of Thrones where John is uneasy about going to. Did I read this? Whores? Because one of them could have been his no, mother or but we sister. thought. I think we. I don't think we actually have done this one yet. But mm-hmm. I think we th- we were like, oh, we need to. We need to. Yeah. Okay. But it's a really good one. Yeah. So, so there's this passage where John is uneasy about uh, going to whores because one of them could have could be his mother or sister. Um, here he is with his with his aunt, all because he never knew. Um, who his parents were. Interestingly, this is because he didn't know his father's name. Just an interesting foreshadowing from Gurr, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, so Talmirian of Greywatch. So that's that's the name. I love people yeah. say this. It's so sick. But uh, yeah, I think we we read this and we we tabled it or something. So yeah, I wonder. And even if we real. did read it on the podcast, we're about to do it again. So because we have Sir David the Huntsman. With exactly. Us. So what do you think <laughs> about that? The idea that John would be uneasy about. Going to a whorehouse um, because, you know, could have been a mother or sister. Of well, his. I mean, that's, that's a real concern. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There, there, there's just there's got to be like some trust factor there. He, he's he's got to that, that would be messed up. Right. That'd be messed up. So lots of process for him. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd be I'd be with him because he doesn't know. I mean, so go go younger. I don't know. Go more your own age. Don't worry about well, it. Exactly. <laughs> no, seriously though. Right? Well, that's kind so, of what that's kind of part of the conversation with Agret and why he gets with her. Exactly yeah. because she's beyond the wall and yeah. he feels safer. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Because because he, he knows absolutely. Like, I think I think it actually. I nothing. think that's what happens. I think Egret mench- says it to him. Like you're a high. I think she says maybe in the show. I can't. I, yeah, I think doesn't she say something along the lines of like you're like a a, a pretty lord like. Why didn't you just go to like a whorehouse yeah, or something? Yeah, she did. I'm pretty sure that was in the show. I don't remember yeah. if it was in the mm-hmm. book, yeah. but I, I remember it in the show. And that's when he says, well, I didn't know, you know, who my mother, yeah. who, who my mother okay. is. Okay, okay. I think, too, that he might have been right about uh, a Game of Thrones passage. I think there is some mention of, of why yeah. in the books. Is there anything? I don't know. I just plowed through of? it, and I don't remember hearing it. You don't? Okay. Um, I think it's in the second one. Is it in the second one with yeah. a conversation with, uh, no, Tyrion's already gone. So I think it's I think it's with a grat. Yeah, is yeah. it? Okay. It could be. Very well could be. Either way. Yeah, it was very interesting, though, and I think, you know, true. I mean, he that's that would be the reason why, right, is, you know, he just does, he has he has no idea. His father won't say anything about it. They're not allowed to say Ashara Dane's name anywhere in the, in the you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, it, I, think, I think, though, you know, it might go a little deeper than, like, I'm going to run into my mother. I mean, mm-hmm. you also got to think, I don't remember it specifically said in the books, but I, I seem to vaguely remember something in the show that he didn't want to create more bastards. Exactly. So yeah, that's actually, I actually wonder if that's a little bit more, more to the point than running. I mean, because again, you're, you're conceivably Mm going to try and get with somebody your own age or at least close to your own age. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, unless your mother was a baby, you know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. mathematics here, but at the same token, I think it might be more, a little bit more about, and also, if they know, I can see both sides, but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I know that there's they're always um, they talk about the 
all the different uh, potions that they drink so that they don't become pregnant, stuff like yeah. that. But Jon Snow walks in, you know, to your uh, tavern, brothel, whatever, and hooks up. You might be more willing to let that, uh, you know, the, let the seed uh, grow, yeah. you know, if you yeah. know what I mean. And uh, because that child would be well taken care of, and perhaps that individual would be well taken care of as well, too, yeah. that, he, right. that he hooks up with, right? So there's that whole piece, but... Um, yeah, it has always just bothered him. I think to his core that he's he himself is a bastard, doesn't want to create any more bastards, wants to be yeah, more he, legit. He knows what it was like to yeah, grow maybe, up. Right. As maybe one. he's done a lot of reading. Maybe he's done a lot of reading, and he's like, "Well, look, man, Stannis hooks up with Melisandre while she's got the <laughs> necklace on, but who, who right. you know, maybe these girls have these necklaces. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, right. They're all Oh my god, Jesus Christ! Okay, here's uh, uh, one for you though. So we we had read in, in past chapters that Ashara Dane's name is like is like banned, right? You are not allowed mm-hmm. to speak it. Yeah, and that was when John was a baby still. So I almost wonder if it was a, it was partly that that we don't want John to get this idea in his head, right? And then go seek out his mother, you know, in mm. Dorne or something like that, or you know, like, like, or someone who's not his mother, right? If that's so, it's twofold. One, we don't want to hear that. We don't have that discussion. It's done. We're never going to talk about it, etc. Um, you know, if R plus L equals J, then that's, he's, you know, honoring that promise. But, you know, think about John from John's perspective. If he starts hearing whispers and rumors about someone, right. He's gonna, there's a, there's a reason we whisper those things. Right. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Normally there's some truth to some rumor or something or what have you. Um, or there's a reason for it. So Mm -hmm. he's going to investigate and he wanted none of that. So, yeah. All right, so there's that whole piece, but um. okay. Uh, here, let's move over to Lady Beverly. Uh, yeah, new, one of our new patrons. Hi, BTK cast. I have a cool connection, not really a theory. I feel that the concept of winter in the Game of Thrones series is a good metaphor for climate change. Throughout the series, we have some people fighting, uh, ringing the alarm, such as the Starks and the Night's Watch, about the coming danger. Like in our world, people who do not believe in climate change ask for proof. Uh, one reason people may not believe it is because it's not currently affecting them. In the series, people do not take heed in time. The threat grows until its presence begins to be felt further south. Uh, we are not. We are noting the climate change that we may be moving past as a tipping point without precautions and uh, may be nearing a point of no return. She says kind of like the falling of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, even with a need so dire, we watch Cersei and the rest of the world look as it is not like not my problem sort of a deal. There's large uh, companies in our world that want to do as little as possible, helping others pick up their slack. Uh, that way they can continue to profit while their competitors and others spend many resources on avoiding catastrophic events. I like this allegory because the scientists and a- activists who have warned us about sustaining the environment are like the Night's Watch. Their warnings have not been heeded, and yet still they tirelessly work on. I wonder if it is their love of nature and their complete commitment that means they cannot play the real-life Game of Thrones, unable to appeal big corporations why they should be environmentally friendly. This is just an interesting connection to real life that I found that also helps me understand the Southerners a bit because I remember when global warming was considered an exaggeration, just like the series The Starks. Warning is considered a bit dramatic. Now we have come to terms with it a bit more, and watching that shift gives me empathy for these Southern folks as well. That was always something that kind of baffled me. It's like, obviously winter is going to come because it's come before mm-hmm. and and it does it kind of seems like everybody just sort of like well i mean maybe but not right now 
we're we're cool right now. It's yeah. like why why didn't wasn't this a bigger priority? Now in the north it is, but you know when you get south it just doesn't seem like it's ever a priority. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. even when they talk about winter, they talk about it being bad. But I think there's a difference between oh winter is coming. And I, yeah, the I get, others I get no, I get what you are mean. coming, which is that's what the true. north the north's always like. No, the others will come back mm-hmm. someday. That's, yeah, Winter that's is, is is coming, but sure. to, to the uh, to the thing about climate change, I don't think she's saying like it's it, it's not it's a connection. It's not a theory. Well, I don't yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, I, I was just, no, that, that was just one of those things. Oh, no, 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 like, no, no, I always we'll just get wondered. we'll get to that part too because I think that's a really cool way to look at it as well. But specifically on the climate change thing, yeah, I actually do think it is. Uh, kind of interesting and a yeah. cool way to kind of put it because that is kind of the truth. Like, uh, I mean, anytime you look at video, I have a very different, the environment's like my, if I, if I could solve anything in the world, um, it would kind of be my number one thing just because mm-hmm. while all the, there's tons of tons of other bad things that are going on, but like the environment's kind of like the number one thing we need to fix first because you know, without it, none of the other stuff yeah, happens other or stuff matters. matters. Like mm-hmm. anytime I watch videos online of like the art, like Arctic shelves, like breaking off, like oh, it literally makes my like soul hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just so terrifying yeah. <laughs> to watch. Yeah, well, there's all sorts of things like that. I mean, you know, it's like the extinction of species and stuff and, and the yeah. pollution in our oceans and, and stuff oh, like that. Like I mean, the thing the thing the other day about there was like the like trash thing, the, the Pacific well, trash. Well, there's that, the, that, but there was one where it was like some whale washed up on shore and had like 50 like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It was, oh, so. We, we do. I mean, honestly, <laughs> whether, whether it doesn't matter where you stand on this. It's like. We do have an issue in our. We don't think about her point here. Really, is that unless it affects us directly, yeah, we don't really think about it yeah. that much. Which is true, you know. And once it, once it, uh, you know. So people, for example, I was. This is gonna. This might get, be a little too touchy here, but all in the media, all this stuff was happening. Where, you know, we all this stuff going on with North Korea. I know. And I was like, and and and, and, and most people, if you don't really watch news or pay attention to it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't affect them. Right or they don't really think too much about right. it, or even look into it. My sister's kind of like that, and that's fine. She just yeah. goes about her day to day. She's helping people day in and day out as a nurse. Right, doesn't really care about politics, doesn't really care about the news, etc. If they launch a missile at us, oh yeah, everybody in our nation all of a sudden knows. Yeah, when the yeah. night King, when the night king brings the dragon exactly. south, where you're gonna know. You're all, yeah, yeah, everyone's gonna know. So that's the I think the underlining point that she's making is yeah. that once it's in our face, it's like, mm-hmm. and that's sort of just a. a that's a flaw in our species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? unfortunately, um, global warming is not something that you can really just fix like overnight. Like it's not like it's well, I know even like the overpopulation. We just got to take care of our planet. So thank you, Beverly, for sending yeah. us the message that we've got to take yeah. care of yeah. planet. And I will good. say, and I will say, you know, like Sir Ezra, the only news media I listen to is Bend the Knee. I uh, yeah, come on, and HBO's Twitter. Right, Game of <laughs> yeah, and you know, not a blog. So pretty right. much, like that's my news media. Okay? Exactly. Everything else, I, I believe, is fake news media. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> oh, fake news. That's funny. But, but no, I do think the idea. I do think uh, I want. I kind of want to go into this idea though about that Sir David brought up the idea of like Sir seeing all these people kind of being like, oh well, it doesn't really matter. Like even if you go back to the it was like the second chapter. It was um where they find the dire wolves. Mm-hmm. Beyond yeah. beyond the wall, and they're like, "Well, direwolves haven't been beyond the wall in this long." So where it's like, "Oh, so they finally get to see something," and they're kind of like, "Okay, I kind of get it." Like when the white, 
when they take the white to the dragon pit in the show and Cersei has to see it and they're like, okay, I kind of get it now. I see yeah. it. Right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Cause in, yeah, that's the idea like magic slowly kind of creeping back and, and you know, we're starting to believe more and more and it's a, it's, it's a great way to do things too. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these things are, are very subtle. The candle that won't light in old town, but now mm-hmm. it lights now it's lit. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, um, that sort of stuff, the dragon glass candle, you yeah, know, it wasn't um, supposed to light until magic came back. Exactly. And so, but still, but still the maesters are kind of like, whatever, it's a candle, it's supposed yeah. to light, move on. You know, I mean, but yeah. hold on a second. None of you could get it to light. Well, even, th- even know? this, you know, like, so we were, uh, as an, Sir Ezra and I have been watching a lot of like just Rhaegar theories and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, so Rhaegar is born, you know, during the events of the, of the tragedy at Summerhall where potentially Egg or Aegon the fifth was trying to do something to bring back these dragon eggs. And then I just finished the chapter today um, uh, where Daenerys has Khal Drogo on the pyre. And mm-hmm. before she she feels the dragon eggs and she she hands them to Jorah Mormont. She's like, can you feel that? And he's like, it just it's cold. And she but she can feel it. and She knows mm-hmm. it's hot. And mm-hmm. she's like, nope. This is whatever. And she and she she kind of just like she has this thing click in her head yeah. where she's like, nope, I know. I know what's I know what's happening. I know yep. what's coming. And anyway, just I just want to say this real quick. She has a, like a fever dream, right? Yeah. This is where like she's having like her baby. Or oh, whatever. yeah. Yeah. She and then one, so, something suddenly happens and everything changes. And so we have a theory. We have some theory videos coming on that on this. Mm-hmm. But so so Ezra's so Ezra's catch line is always going to be. So anyway. Lady Stoneheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mine is going to be so anyway, Blood Raven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just want to say real quick. Yeah. Ho I was in the in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. They say suddenly in so you can go back to yes. the first book <laughs> and you can see that Gur had a vision for Hodor. Uh-huh. Where and then so even they said that one day he just kept saying Hodor, so that's what we called him. Mm-hmm. So one day something suddenly happened, which we saw Bran warg into it, right? So Rhaegar just suddenly one day was like, nope, I need to stop. I need to stop reading and I need to start learning how to fight. Yeah. So anytime anything happens where suddenly it's like a one day kind of a split, I'm, I'm just assuming it's Blood Raven. So like. <laughs> yeah, or a three-eyed crow of some kind, whether it's yeah. Blood Raven, whoever's no, before it's him. him or, it's yeah, Blood it's, Raven. Exactly. Yeah. It's Blood Raven, yeah. So that's really, like there's a lot of things. Like, they, like think the I can't more, wait till Fire and Blood comes out because I hope we get a lot on it. Oh my oh, god, yeah. we're gonna get so much. I, I just, yeah, I can't wait either. Um, but I, I guess the, when I've done this, now, now that we're into this reread, and I've read Game of Thrones three times, right? Um, and I've, I've, you know, we are always going diving into the chapter here and there, bits and pieces and stuff. But I, the, what I've learned so far is that these characters are important and I didn't think back it was it was a conversation we all had about the idea that Gurr wrote this a long time ago and had it outlined there's a reason these characters are there and the ones that are in the first book are the most important yeah I mean there is a thread there uh it's just unreal like the Hodor thing is unreal so as we go through this series we're looking for those things that you know I mean of course we have all the other books that show us where some of these Threads go, go. And, and develop, but we did not have that Hodor piece until the show revealed it to right. us. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, that's one of those things where I believe Gur 
in the hotel said oh, to absolutely. them, oh, this is what's ab- happening. Oh, ab- there's no, no question. No one else yeah. could have yeah. like that. No way. That is straight no. him. You know? yeah. There's That's, no way. So there are certain elements. Like but I will say, surprises. you and I were watching it. Yeah. And you can actually go back and watch our, on our YouTube channel. Yeah, our old YouTube channel. Uh, well, it's not old. It's just something else now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so where we, we watched it and we were like losing our minds uh, during it. And like, as soon as she said, hold the door, I was like, oh my God, yeah. like it all clicked. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. So the thing is like, what else, what are those other moments that are going to happen like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Radical. So, all right guys. Well, that's kind of our, and is there anything else? Any other Ravens to hit? No, nothing to think of. There, there are save, some that we want to, yeah. We want to save. For We're some, not on yeah. Parker's stuff. We want to save for a theory episode. Um, and we've got a couple other Ravens that came in that we're going to address because they relate to the chapter that we're currently reading. Right. So, or one that's coming or one that's like immediately coming, coming up. up. So, yeah, yeah. We, so we save that for the save the, uh, send a Raven part of the main show. So, uh, yeah, guys. So, um, for those of you, our first cooking episode will be on Patreon. I think this weekend or here shortly mm-hmm. of our reread of, uh, the, a feast of ice and fire. Yeah. I should say a recook <laughs> yeah. of. A feast of ice and fire. Yeah, so. yeah. So that'll be there. We also have our first. We're going to work on maybe later tonight our first uh, show uh, episode to book comparison, mm-hmm. which will be on Patreon.com forward slash Bend the Knee, and uh, some other cool things coming on there. The Black Council piece. Uh, if you've wondered about that, that's our our histories component, and Black Council was the council during the da- Dance of Dragons that the uh, Targaryen Queen had. What have you? So that's kind of why we picked that. Blood and Fire is coming out November twentieth. Mm-hmm. So you better believe yeah. if you want just some. What we do is discuss it. We kind of have a commentary on this stuff. So the Black Council will be firing up here this summer very shortly. Mm-hmm. So we want you to jump in there because we're going to go over Tourney of Heron Hall. We may do a couple things right before Robert's Rebellion, get that out of the way, and then jump to Aegon's Conquest mm-hmm. and march through that because I think that's what we're going to we're going to yep. get. A, Clearly all Targaryen uh, yeah. stuff. And we're also going to be doing, um, Sarah and I have been, we've, we, it's, it's, we have it up. We're going to begin posting all of the episodes of all the Podbean iTunes episodes will be going on YouTube as well. But we are also going to be, uh, again, very shortly doing more. We have one up right now, really. But we're going to begin doing more little quick five, ten minute, maybe like mini, twenty minute podcast stuff mm-hmm. on the YouTube as well. Just like specifics about one character or something like that. But uh, so we have another quiz of ice and fire Good question here. This here is one go. I, this is one I didn't know. So I had, I had to look it up. Who has a horse named glory? Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do you know? Without um, looking at the doc, I, I already looked. <laughs> yeah, I already, I already looked. looked. But, did already you, looked. but when you, but when you read it initially, were you like, no, I wouldn't have known. No I would way. Not have known. And it, now, do you know the horses? Well, I won't. No, I'm not. No. Oh, I can't say anything else because there are some horses' names I do know, but uh, I'm not going to say. Yeah, the only other horse. No, I don't say it because I might give. I might be giving it away. Yeah. Okay. So what is what is leave it there? <laughs> well, I'll say Sir Duncan has some horses. Right, he does. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but this is specifically from the main series. Oh man, I was hoping to really throw, you know, really I mean, throw people yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, okay. uh, so no, I think all questions we ask will probably come from the main series of books. Okay. But okay. you should read the Duncan Egg series. Absolutely, oh, you should. Yeah. I almost, Go back and listen I think to I, I think I like it yeah. more. Than the yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was so good. So, so good. good. So. But, so anyway, yeah. 
All right. I think that's it for this week. Um, again, we're going to be coming back on uh, – we're going to be recording Sunday. Um, if anyone wants to send in their uh, recap or summary uh, for the upcoming chapter, please do so. You can call us or you can you can send that to us. Um, those are our um, our patrons. So mm-hmm. if any of our patrons want to do that, it's, it's, a, tier, it's a reward in the tiers uh, that you can get there and uh, send that to us. Yeah, but you can also uh, – for any of you guys, you can send us a, um, a voicemail. On, sure. our phone, on our phone number, yeah, and uh, we just record a quick theory question, whatever, and we'll play it kind of in the episode as we as we ask it. We had Absolutely. someone, I believe her name is Katie, mm-hmm. call in and only left like it was like it got cut off. You got cut off, Katie. Um, so please call back in. Yeah, and if, if you're doing your your uh, uh, night's watch vows, if you're in that tier, um, thank you. Number one and number two, just uh, go ahead and, and call in. You can leave those in or send us a voice memo. We will play those, and you can modify that uh, depending yeah. on who you are. Uh, you know, make them your own, personalize them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think that's it for this week though. Yes. So, all right guys, as always, thanks for listening. And in the words of house Mormont, here we stand.